Good morning, Idaho. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome to the local Yokel Idaho podcast, where we talk about what is going on in the wonderful state of Idaho. Hey, glad you could join us. My goodness, this last uh, kind of weekend and stuff, the temperatures took a dip. Having highs in the, uh, like, it's like 30s or something and then the lows i think monday or something or tuesday is supposed to be like 17 degrees for the low we have definitely kind of jumped off a cliff there but on the flip side i will admit last week if you know you were out and about driving and stuff there were a couple pretty amazing sunsets down here in the valley that were just gorgeous i wish i'd gotten out because i have a drone i have one of the dgi's and I thought about running out and doing it, but I was busy with something else, which was now I very much regret <laughs> not doing, getting the drone up and kind of flying it and seeing uh, from the air what that sunset looked like. But on the flip side, you know, I, I regularly go out in walks in the morning and stuff and, you know, sunrises and sunsets and stuff. It's always pretty going out on the walk and seeing it. But one of the things that has been the most odd related to that is that, like, we had that snow last week. And then I'm out there walking in the morning or in the evening and stuff. And then there's snow on these trees that still have leaves. The trees have like taken forever to drop their leaves. I don't know. Maybe this year my perception is off, but I feel like winter had just came on so quick that we had like an October. It was really, really nice. And then the temperatures just were like, I'm fine. And we jumped off a cliff in uh, temperature differences. And then the trees haven't had time to kind of respond. I know now that it's kind of snowed and the daytime temperatures are where they're at, leaves and stuff have been dropping. But it's just been weird this last week to go out and have, um, you know, at one hand, a world that looks like it's supposed to be fall or kind of late summer with trees and then this color and stuff and then there's white everywhere covering everything and it's just it's just kind of weird but i did kind of in a funny little rant i am kind of frustrated after doing the research for this week how many christmas events are happening i know for all you people out there that love christmas i know you're just dying to get to it and everything but thanksgiving still exists it's still a holiday I, I, no, I love Christmas as much as any person. It is an amazing holiday and it is one of those big ones in the year that we all love. But don't forget about Thanksgiving. It is an amazing holiday that's, you know, kind of, I argue, it should be as large as Christmas. But the main reason it's not is because, you know, commercial businesses can't make as much money off it. Um, but it should be just as big than a holiday for families to get together, to enjoy amazing food, excuses to make wonderful food and to consume it and to relax and maybe have movie time, but then also to kind of uh, to talk about what we're all thankful for and have a time of um, camaraderie ship and all that. But it's just, no, it's too soon. I understand like thanks, uh, not Thanksgiving, uh, Halloween ended and yeah, okay. Um, but it's not time for all of this. Like I'm doing the events here and there are so many like Christmas bazaars or nutcracker events or stuff and things and that they're happening like the week this week. This is just like the week before Thanksgiving and it just, ah, that's my personal take on it. It's definitely opinion, but it's just too stinking soon. I'm like, can we have a couple, you know, Thanksgiving events and stuff and celebrations 
before we're like, you know, Nampa's announcing that they're like, oh yeah, we've got our Christmas tree up. And then also the Winter Wonderland at, you know, uh, what is the name of it? I'm blanking it. Why am I blanking it? Uh, the, uh, Jump Creek in Caldwell where they're like, oh yeah, we're having the Winter Wonderland. And I'm like, you literally are starting at the weekend before Thanksgiving. I have many frustrations about this. Like, this is cool. And I love to do ice skating and I'm glad that's starting and stuff. But like, after Thanksgiving, <laughs> but maybe I'm in the minority here and you know, everyone's like, let's go. But no, I, 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 you get an entire month of December for Christmas leading up to that. And part of November because Thanksgiving happens like midpoint in the month of November. Is November nothing to you? I did. I don't know. Minor, minor venting in that regard, but we'll get into the rest of the episode. I guess you can uh, email me if, you know, you want to share your opinions as well on that. Maybe I'll talk about that a little bit next week um, when we get closer to Thanksgiving. But it was something that was very, like, funny, but then also frustrating for me this week, looking at, like, events and stuff for this upcoming week. But anywho, we'll roll into the holidays and interesting events for the week here. Starting off with today, Monday. Today is National Pickle Day, National Seatbelt Day, and National Guacamole Day. A little bit of a uh, interesting mixing there. Moving on into history, we just have three things. In 1896, the first power plant at Niagara Falls started operating. Didn't know there was a power plant there. And in uh, 1908, Albert Einstein presented his quantum theory of light. And in 1922, the BBC began daily broad radio broadcasts. As for birthdays, today was Robert Fulton, the inventor of the first commercially successful steamboat. Leo Bakeland, the inventor of the first affordable, usable plastic. And Friedrich Bateman's birthday. As for deaths, no major deaths for Monday. Tuesday is National American Recycling Day and National Clean Your Refrigerator Out Day for all those weird things that may have gone in the back and that we've forgotten about. Honestly, I think someone should make a nice, like, app or that, you know, like, all the containers should have, like, a QR on them on, like, the lids at some point you could buy and, like, scan those and then I could go and app. I thought that would be pretty cool to, like, solve that issue. But until that day, today is uh, National Clean Your Refrigerator Out Day. As for in history, in 1492, Christopher Columbus recorded the first reference to tobacco. In 1969, an estimated 2 million people took part in the Vietnam War Mortrium demonstration across the United States. In 1997, William Shapner married Nyrene Kidd. In 2017, Leonardo da Vinci's painting Salvia Mindia sold for $450.3 million at an auction in New York, setting the world record prize for any artwork. As for birthdays, Tuesday is Erwin Rommel's birthday, or was, shall we say. As for deaths, Tuesday in 1630, Johannes Kepler died. In 1794, John Witherspoon died, and in 1954, Lionel Baymore died. Wednesday, not a lot for Wednesday here, but uh, we got a couple national things. It is National Button Day, like for clothing, not like the clicky-clicky, push-push-push thing. And International Check Your Wipers Day on your cars, I already changed mine, and Fast Food Day, so... Little bit of an excuse there um, to, I guess, go out and uh, fix your car and then go through or drive through some, for some fast food. As for history, just one thing. In 1776, British troops captured Fort Washington during the American Revolution. As for birthdays, Wednesday is 
or was Burgess Meredith's birthday and Maggie Milahale's 44 birthday. As for deaths, we've got two here. First one is Claire Gable died in 1960 and Clooney McPherson died in 1966. Thursday, got a couple more things here. Thursday is National Butter Day, Homemade Bread Day, and Take a Hike Day. Kind of funny for the Take a Hike Day. It is, uh, we live in Idaho here where a lot of it is kind of getting a bit frozen, so not the best, but you can uh, celebrate Butter Day and maybe make some homemade bread with it. As for in history, in exactly 18, Congress held its first session in an incomplete Capitol building in Washington, D.C., in 1855, David Livingston became the first European to see Victoria Falls. In 1917, Douglas Eglebart patented the first computer mouse. As for birthdays, Thursday was Bernard, Bernard Montgomery's and Rock Hudson's birthday. As for current birthdays, Thursday is Gordon Lightfoot's 83rd birthday and Martin Scorsese's 79th birthday. As for deaths, Thursday in 1720, Calico Jack died. And in 1990, Robert Hofstadter died. Friday, as for national things, it is National Princess Day and Mickey Mouse's birthday. We'll get into that a little later why that's the case. As for in history, in 1902, Morris Michton, a Brooklyn toy maker, named the teddy bear after U.S. President Teddy Roosevelt. In 1916, British General Douglas Hagg called the first called off the first battle of World War One after more than a million soldiers were killed or wounded. And then here's where the Disney part comes in. In 1928, Walt Disney's Steamboat Willie was released, showing Mickey Mouse for the first time on the big screen. In 1948, Colonel Sanders, yes, the guy Kentucky Fried Chicken, all that, married Claudia Price. As for birthdays, Friday was George Gallup's and Johnny Mercer's birthday and is Owen Wilson's 53rd birthday. As for deaths, Friday in 1969, Joseph P. Kennedy died and John, Jim Jones, yeah, Jim Jones died in 1978. Saturday is National Adoption Day and Playing Monopoly Day. As for in history, in 1620, the Mayflower reached Cape Cod and explored the coast. In 1834, US, future U.S. President Franklin Pierce married Jane Appleton. In 1863, U.S. President Abraham Lincoln delivered his Gettysburg Address. In 1953, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that 7-2 that baseball is a sport, not a business. In 1969, Apollo 12 put Charles Conrad and Alan Bean on the moon. They were the third and fourth humans to set foot on the moon. And in 1985, Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev met for the first time. As for birthdays, Saturday was James Garfield's and Herman Bingham's birthday and is also Jodie Foster's 59th birthday. As for deaths, we got two. In 1887, Emma Lorez died, and in 2017, Charles Manson died. Lastly, we come to Sunday here. Sunday is National Child's Day and Absurdity Day. Kind of funny that those are both in the same day, because children kind of do some quite absurd things. As for in history, we got two things here. In 1917, for the first time, tanks were successfully used in battle. The British used it to break through German lines in World War I. And then in 1945, the Nuremberg trials began with 24 Nazi leaders on trial. As for birthdays, Sunday was Ed Hubble's and Robert F. Kennedy's birthday and is Joe Biden's 79th birthday. 
As for deaths, we've got one, two, three, four, five. So a bit of a long list for this one. First death is Tom Horn, who died in 1903. Leo Tolstoy, who died in 1910. John Jokoy, who died in 1935. And then Francis Franco, who died in 1975. And then lastly, Robert Altman, who died in 2006. for upcoming events. I'm going to read the timestamps for each town. That way you can jump to whichever town you're interested in, thus saving you time. Starting off with Boise at 14 minutes, Meridian at 18 minutes, 51 seconds, Nampa at 20 minutes, 43 seconds, Caldwell at 23 minutes, 34 seconds, Marsing at 26 minutes, 2 seconds, Eagle at 26 minutes, 22 seconds, Star at 28 minutes, 41 seconds, Cuna at 29 minutes, 1 second, Emmett at 30 minutes, 41 seconds, Twin Falls at 31 minutes, 42 seconds, Pocatello at 32 minutes, 53 seconds, Idaho Falls at 36 minutes, 18 seconds, Rexburg at 38 minutes, 24 seconds, McCall at 39 minutes, 51 seconds, Cascade at 42 minutes, 7 seconds, Lewiston at 42 minutes, 41 seconds, Moscow at 44 minutes, 16 seconds, Coeur Lane at 45 minutes, 42 seconds, and Post Falls at 47 minutes, 39 seconds. Starting off the week here for events, we have Boise. We got a couple city events here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six city events. First one here is Monday today. There is a planning and zoning commission meeting at 6 p.m. at the Boise City Hall. Then Tuesday, there is a city council work session and meeting. The work session is at 3.30 p.m. and the meeting is at 6 p.m. Both of them are at City Hall. Wednesday, there is a Boise District Commission meeting at 5.30 p.m. at the Boise City Hall. Then also Wednesday, there is a zoning and code rewrite committee conversation meeting at 6 p.m. at the Ada Community Library at the Victory Branch. Then moving on to Thursday. Thursday, there is a Parks and Recreation Commission meeting at 4 p.m. at Boise City Hall. And then next Monday, not this Monday, but next Monday, November 21st, there is a City and IBPO Local 486 negotiation session at 9 a.m. to at the Boise City Hall. Moving on to performances, Saturday there is a Night at the Movies event from 7.30pm to 9pm at Centennial High School Performing Arts Center. The orchestra will be playing music from many different big movies, you know, kind of like how in Star Wars we have the theme music that we like, like dun 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 dun, well that's, you know, a type of music. They will be performing a couple different type of musicals that are used in some big movies that have happened in the past. You can kind of check out the link below to figure out if you're interested in the type of music they will be playing. Tickets are rather cheap though. Tickets are $4.61 a person. So maybe check that out. Next one is from Saturday to Sunday. The Morrison Center has LED kid lighting. It is described as quote, a jaw dropping brand of physicality and original music and theatrics. 
It seems to be some form of dance from what I could see from the people's kind of page that they kind of, that there's music, but then their body is moving according to the music. Not my sort of thing, but if you're interested, I guess. Um, it is Saturday, and so the Saturday one starts at 8 p.m., and the Sunday one starts at 6.30 p.m. For more information, you can check out the links below. Then next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a hip-hop Nutcracker performance at the Morrison Center starting at 7.30 p.m. And then next Wednesday, November 23rd, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, there is a Forgotten Carols performance at 7.30 p.m. at the Morrison Center. I have to admit, looking at that one, that one looks rather interesting. I, I uh, have to admit, if I had some spare time on my hands, I, I would go to that. Then moving on into fun things, Tuesday there is a homeschooler get-together from 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Boise Watershed. The event is aimed at ages 5 to 12. They will be going over GIS mapping. I actually learned this a little bit. It's kind of cool. It's the stuff that's used for like Google Maps and stuff, like how you can use a map and then use data and analytics to figure out how it all works. I don't know how deep they're going to be going, but it's free for homeschoolers, and there's some stuff and resources for uh, parents as well there to learn a little bit. Then Thursday, there is the, there's karaoke at the Mad Swede starting at 10 p.m. It's their late night thing. Um, then Saturday, there is a comedy show a brunch at the Brunch and Last from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Watson's Mystery Cafe. Then lastly and fun thing, Sunday, there is an open house tour at the Boise Depot starting at 11 a.m. In other things, we got a couple there. Tuesday, there is a Boise leadership event from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. I can't tell if it's online or they don't have a location yet because they don't state a location or whatever else. So you'll just have to check the description below to see if you can find that or reach out to them. Um, Saturday, there is a winter ale fest from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. at 515 West Grove Street, Boise, Idaho. Admission is $5 a person. So if you're interested in a little ale and some alcoholic beverages, check that out, I guess, on Saturday. Then Saturday, there is a holiday bazaar from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Dick Elderly's Senior Center. There will be tons of different crafts and lunch will be available. Also Saturday, there is the Idaho Historic Society in honor of Native Americans Month are displaying original documents and photographs of Idaho's tribes. It is free and it is from 12 to 3 p.m. at the Idaho State Archives. And then lastly, Saturday, there is a cleanup West Downtown Boise event from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. starting at Road Skate Park. Is free for people to join. Check the description below or reach out to them. For more information about anything's talked about, go to the Boise City website or check the links in the description below. Meridian, we've got just three city events to start off here with. Tuesday, there is a city council meeting at 3 p.m. at Meridian City Hall. And then Thursday, there is a Meridian Anti-Drug Coalition meeting from 4 p.m. to 5.10 p.m. at the Meridian Police Department. And then next week, next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a city council meeting at 6 p.m. at the Meridian City Hall. As per performances, we've got three here. Saturday and Sunday at the Morrison Center has the LED kid lighting. I don't know why they call it that, but it's described as a jaw-dropping brand of physicality, original music, and theatrics. It seems to be some form of dance. I don't quite understand it. It looks like kind of like the choreography kind of dances that are done, where like you're dancing according to the music in kind of a way, and it's kind of dramatic. Take your pick. You can look up more info. The Saturday one starts at 8 p.m., and the Sunday one starts at 6.30 p.m., 
Then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there's the Hip Hop Nutcracker performance at the Morrison Center starting at 7.30 p.m. Want to go see that? And then next Wednesday, November 23rd, there is a Forgotten Carols performance at 7.30 p.m. at the Morrison Center. So you can check all those wonderful festive things out. As for in other things, Tuesday, there is the Kleiner Park Picketball Court Ribbon Cutting Ceremony from 3 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. And then Saturday, the Idaho Historical Society, in honor of Native Americans Month, are displaying original documents and photographs of Idaho's tribes. The event is free, and it is from 12 to 3 p.m. at the Idaho State Archives. For more information about anything talked about, go to the Meridian City website or check the links in the description below. Nampa, we've got one, two, three, four, five city events here. Monday, today, there is a Nampa Airport Commission meeting from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. at 107 North Pilus. I'll spell that P-I-L-A-T-U-S Lane, Nampa. Tuesday, there is a Planning and Zoning Commission meeting from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. They don't say where. And then Thursday, there's a special city council meeting from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. at the town hall, I assume. But here again, they don't say. Then next Monday, November 21st, there is a design review committee meeting from 12.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the council chambers. Then next Monday, same Monday, so 21st. Both of these are 21st. The previous one, the design and review committee. And then this one, which is a regular city council meeting, which is from 5.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. And I also assume this will be at the city council chambers, um, but they don't say yet again. Then moving on into performances. Saturday, there is a Celtic holiday performance from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Nam Pacific Center. They will be doing several different types of Irish dances. Tickets are available for that. You can check below for more information. Then Saturday and Sunday, the Morrison Center is having what's called LED kid lighting. Not sure why they call it that. It is described as, quote, a jaw-dropping brand of physicality, original music, and theatrics. It seems to be some form of dance where they're, like, dancing according to the music and stuff. I, I, You can go check the stuff down below. Not my cup of tea, but it might be something you're interested in. It is the Saturday one starts at 8 p.m. and the Sunday one starts at 6.30 p.m. Then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a hip-hop nutcracker performance at the Morrison Center starting at 7.30. And then the day after that, next Wednesday, November 23rd, there is the Forgotten Carols performance at 7.30 at the Morrison Center. That looks pretty cool. I have to admit, I've had some extra time. I might go to that. Then as for fun, Friday, there is a design and unwind floral class. They will be making different Thanksgiving floral centerpieces. It's $65 a person, and they will be at 2900 East Railroad Street, Nampa. I'll say that again. 2900 East Railroad Street, Nampa. Check below for more information on that. In other events, Saturday, the Idaho Historical Society, in honor of Native Americans Month, are displaying original documents and photographs of Idaho's tribes. The event is free, and it is from 12 to 3 p.m. at the Idaho State Archives. For more information about anything talked about, go to the Nampa City website or check out the links in the description below. Caldwell, got a couple city events here. We got one, two, three, four, five of them. Uh, Monday today, there is an urban renewal agency meeting from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Caldwell Police Department. Then Tuesday, there is a city council meeting from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Caldwell Police Department. 
think all of these are at the Caldwell Police Department. No, except for the last one here. Um, Wednesday, there is a Mayor's Youth Advisory Council meeting from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. at the Caldwell Police Department. Thursday, there is a Pathways and Bike Routes meeting from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Caldwell Police Department. And then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a Design and Review Commission meeting from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the City of Caldwell Development Service Center building. And then uh, moving on into performances, got a couple here, um, some Morrison Center stuff. Saturday and Sunday, the Morrison Center has the LED kid lighting event. It is described as, quote, a jaw-dropping brand of physicality, original music, and theatrics. It seems to be some form of a dance from what I see. It's not particularly kids, so I don't know why they went with kid lighting as the name, but um, some form of kind of uh, choreography with the music and everything. If you want to check out what it looks like, you can check the link in the description below. The Saturday one starts at 8 p.m. and the Sunday one starts at 6.30 p.m. Then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a hip-hop nutcracker performance at the Morrison Center starting at 7.30 p.m. And then next Wednesday, November 23rd, there is a Forgotten Carols performance at 7.30 at the Morrison Center. That, for me personally, seems quite interested. I uh, find that interesting to go look at, so I might want to check it out. And then in fun things, we got one thing here, which I think we're all reasonably well of. I talked about it last week, but I'll reiterate it here. Friday to Sunday, the Winter Wonderland, which is going to be at the Silver Creek Plaza there downtown, kicks off. Each day, it will be from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. The ice skating rink will be open. There will be plenty of food vendors open, and a lot of the lights will be running. And there might even be some live music. I know some friends that will sometimes go down there and play and perform and different stuff. So please go check that out if you can. Um, as for other stuff, Saturday, the Idaho S S Historical Society is in honor of Native Americans Month, is displaying some original documents and photographs of Idaho's tribes. The event is free, and it is from 12 to 3 p.m. at the Idaho State Archives. For more information about anything things talked about, go to the Caldwell City website or check the links in the description below. Marsing! Man, I don't usually uh, talk about you guys a lot from what I can remember off the top of my head, but I do have one thing here. There, Thursday, there is a free community movie night at 7 p.m. at the Legion Hall. They don't say what movie we'll be playing, but it's free, so you can't be picky, right? Uh, for more information about that, you can check the links in the description below. Eagle. So we got a couple city events here. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six here. Tuesday, there is an urban renewal agency meeting from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the city council chambers. Then Wednesday, there is a coffee with the mayor from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the community hall. Also Wednesday, there is an Eagle Library board meeting from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the council chambers. Then moving on to Thursday, there is a Parks, Pathways, and Recreation Commission meeting at 5.30 p.m. at the council chambers. Then next Monday, not this Monday, but next Monday, November 21st, there is five hearings. The first is about fence waverers. Second is about the fire department. The third is another fence waiver. And the fourth is about planning and development ordinance. And the fifth is about uh, a uh, subdivision that is being developed. Then next Monday, so you know, still Monday, but November 21st, there is a city council meeting at 5.30 p.m. at the city hall. As for performances, Saturday and Sunday, the Morrison Center has the LED kid lighting. It is described as, quote, jaw-dropping brand of physical physicality, original music, and theatrics. I'm not quite sure why they went with that type of name for what this is. It seems to be some form of dancing that adults are doing, not kids. 
um, some like uh, choreography or something. I, I don't quite get what exactly it is, but you know, if you're interested, go check out the link below. The Saturday one starts at 8 p.m. and the Sunday one starts at 6.30 p.m. Then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a hip hop nutcracker performance at the Morse Center starting at 7.30 p.m. And then next Wednesday, November 23rd, there's a Forgotten Carols performance at 7.30 p.m. at the Morrison Center. That actually looks quite interesting, so you might want to check that out. Then lastly, in other things, Saturday, the Idaho Historic Society is in honor of Native American Month, are displaying original documents and photo photographs of Idaho tribes. The event is free and is from 12 to 3 p.m. at the Idaho State Archives. For more information about anything's talked about, go to the Eagle City website or check out the links in the description below. Star, not a lot here. We just got one thing for fun stuff. Thursday, there is a Brick Builders Club meeting. It is a Lego club. It will be from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. at 11225 West Blake Drive Star. Check out the description for stuff for more information on that. CUNA. Okay, we got a couple city events here. One, two, three, four, four of those. Tuesday, there is a city council meeting at 6 p.m. at City Hall. Then Thursday, there is a CUNA Chamber of Commerce luncheon from 11.45 a.m. to 1 p.m. They don't provide a location, so you might reach out to them or check the link below. And then Friday, there is a Chamber of Commerce annual dinner at 6 p.m. They, they did not provide the location here again. And then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a Planning and Zoning Commission meeting from 6 p.m. at City Hall. Woo! We got a location. So two of them had locations. The other two did not. Need to work on that there, Eagle. Uh, or no, CUNA. I'm on CUNA now. Um, moving to performances. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, the Morrison Center has the LED Kid Lighting. It is described as, quote, a jaw-dropping brand of physicality, original music, and theatrics. It seems to be some form of dancing. I'm not quite sure. It looks like a type of choreography or something, but I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. But if you're interested, Saturday, it starts at 8 p.m., and Sunday, it starts at 6.30 p.m. You can check below for more info. Then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a hip-hop nutcracker performance at the Morrison Center starting at 7.30 and then next Wednesday, November 23rd, there is a Forgotten Carols performance at 7.30 p.m. at the Morrison Center. And other stuff, Saturday, the Idaho Historic Society is in honor of Native American Month, are displaying original documents and photographs of Idaho's tribes. The event is free and is from 12 to 3 p.m. at the Idaho State Archives. For more information about any of the things talked about, go to the CUNA City website or check out the links in the description below. Emmett, Tuesday, there is a, so we just have one city thing, but Tuesday, there is a city council meeting from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. They do not provide a location, but I assume it's at the town hall or whatever kind of major government building you guys have there in Emmett. As for performances, Thursday, there is an 11th annual Emmett Main Street Christmas open house from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. From what I could see from the event, it looks like downtown's kind of opened up with a bunch of different vendors and stuff in celebration of Christmas and all that and everything. And then in other stuff, Friday and Saturday, there is a beginner's course on pruning with Lance, who is a part of the Gem Orchards. It is from 11.30 p.m. to 4 p.m. both days, both Saturday and uh, Friday. It will be at the Idaho Pizza, or start at the Idaho Pizza Company, and then they'll head out to the orchard about 1.30 p.m. The class is $35 a person, which covers lunch. If you're interested, check the link below and sign up for that. For more information about anything I talked about, go to the Emmett City website or check out the links that I will provide below. 
Twin Falls. Let's see here. We got one, two, three, four events for the city. Monday, today, there's a city council meeting from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. None of these provide locations. Shame on you, Twin Falls. Uh, Thursday, there is a CLRF committee meeting from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Then next Monday, November 21st, there is an urban renewal agency meeting from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. And then also next Monday, November 21st, there is a city council meeting from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and fun stuff, there is a dinner and dance happening at the Snake River Elk Lodge. Food is from 6 to 8 p.m. And music slash dancing is between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. It is $20 a plate for dinner. And other stuff, there is an AR-15 defense fundamental class from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Brothers in Arms in filers idaho it requires you to bring some of your own stuff so check do check the link below if you're going to go to this to see what you need to bring they will not be providing everything it is 149 dollars a person for more information about anything things i talked about go to the twin falls city website or check the links below pocatello the town that has a ton of stuff i think the only other town that has any are equal to the amount of things to you is probably Boise. It is you guys have a lot of events, or it's just easy to find stuff. Maybe some other towns in the area do. But anyway, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I think that yeah, eleven city events. So let's uh, burn through these here. Monday today there is a mayor's youth advisory council meeting from three fifteen p.m. to four thirty p.m. at the council chambers. Then also today, Monday, there is a Human Relations Advisory Committee meeting from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. at the Council Chambers. Next, this Tuesday, not next, this Tuesday, there is a site planning meeting from 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. at 911 North 7th Avenue. Also Tuesday, there is a library board meeting from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Marshall Public Library. Then moving on to Wednesday, there is a Housing Alliance Committee Partnership Meeting from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Christens Court. I'll spell that out. C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-E-N -S -E -E Court. Uh, also Wednesday, there is a Pocatello Development Authority Meeting from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Council Chambers. Then I think this is the last thing for Wednesday. There is a Historic Preservation Commission Meeting from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Council Chambers. Then moving on to Thursday, Thursday, there is a city council liaison slash work session clarification meeting from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the council chambers. Uh, Thursday, there is a city council clarification meeting from 5.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the council chambers. And then lastly, for Thursday, there is a city council meeting from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. from the council chambers. So kind of kind of stacked there. You got the first half of like city council stuff from 2 to 5 p.m. Second kind of batch of stuff for clarification is 5 30 to 6 p.m and then you have like the main bulk of the meeting from 6 p.m to 8 p.m then last thing here next tuesday november 22nd there's a site plan site planning review from meeting from 1 30 p.m to 3 p.m at 911 north 7th avenue that's all the stuff for city moving on to performances we got three here wednesday there is a grand holiday gala from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Stevens Performing Arts Center. There will be dinner and performances and silent auctions. Tickets are $100 a person. Uh, from Wednesday to Saturday, there is the Festival of Trees. It will be at the also same place, Stefan's 
Stevens Performing Arts Center throughout the time it is there. There will be a choir performance, jazz band, Dear Little Valley Singers performance, and many others. The average ticket costs about $5 a person. Then Friday, there's the Children's Royalty event at the Stevens Performing Arts Center. The first session starts at 6 p.m. and the other starts at 7 p.m. and it's $30 a person. Then we just have one thing in the fun category here at Thursday. There is a comedy tour starting at 7 p.m. at the Oasis Bar. The two lead comedians are Jake Daniels and Daniel Elson. You can check below for the link to sign up and get tickets for that. For more information about any things I talked about, go to the Pocatello City website or check the links I will have below. Idaho Falls here. We have two city event things. None this week, but all of them are next week. So trying to give you a heads up for that. Next Monday, November 21st, there is a city council work session from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the council chambers. And then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a city council special meeting from 7.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the council chambers. Then as we move into performances, Wednesday, there is a grand holiday gala from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Stevens Performing Arts Center. There will be dinner and the dinner performance and some silent auctions. Tickets are $100 a person. Then from Wednesday to Saturday, the Festival of Trees is happening. It will be at the Stevens Performing Arts Center. Throughout the time it is there for, there will be a choir performance, jazz band, Dear Little Valley singers performance, and many others. An average ticket costs about $5 a person. Then Friday, the last one of the performances here, there is a children's royalty event at the Stevens Art Center. The first session starts at 4 p.m. and another one at 7 p.m. It's $30 a person. And then in other events, Wednesday, there is a motivational seminar called Flip the Switch from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Tenton Event Center. The main speaker is Caleb Bench, who is the head of security at the Skinwalker Ranch. If you guys don't know about that, kind of a paranormal research center there. Um, I think it's in one of the four corner states. I think it's Utah. I might be off on that. Tickets are $50 a piece. Then Saturday, there is a pottery class from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Art Museum for children 4 to 6. It is $15 for members and $20 for non-members who will need to pre-register. Saturday, there is a fall bazaar from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Bonneville High School. You can check below for more info. For more information about anything I talked about, go to the Idaho Falls City website or talk about or check the links in the description below. Rexburg, nothing for city, but we got a couple uh, performances here. Tuesday, there is a fencing class from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the BYU Center. Tickets are $30 a person. Then Wednesday, there is a jazz performance from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Barris Concert Hall. Uh, I should write that name out. B-A-R-R-U-S Concert Hall. Then Thursday, Matt and Savannah Shaw will be performing starting at 7.30 p.m. at the BYU Heart Auditorium. They are a father and daughter duo from Utah that have grown in recent years since the pandemic online. Tickets are $10 for a student and $15 for the general public. Then as for fun stuff, Tuesday there is a ballroom slash swing dance class from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Manwaring Center. Man, Waring, Waring, M-A-N-W. 
N M A N. I can speak M A N W A R I N G Center. For students, it is two dollars, and for the public, it is three. Then Wednesday, the previous day, there will be a country dance from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the same place. M A N W A R I N G Manwaring Center. For students, it is two dollars, and for the public, it is three dollars. For more information about anything's talked about, go to the Rexburg City website or check the links in the description below. McCall. So we got a couple city events. We got four here today. Monday, there is a Historic Preservation Commission meeting from 4 p.m. or at 4 p.m. at Legion Hall. And then also today, there is a Library Board of Trustees meeting at 10 a.m. at Legion Hall. Then Wednesday, the Park and Recreation Advisory Committee is canceled. So just heads up, Wednesday, the Park and Recreation Advisory Committee meeting is canceled. And then Thursday, there is a City Council meeting at 5.30 p.m. at Legion Hall. Moving into performances, Saturday, Sean Halton Band, his band is performing at the Foster's Club from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. They will be performing rock and alternate music. And also Saturday, there is a Polar Express movie party starting at 3 p.m. at the McCall Senior Center. It is $5 a person and refreshments will be provided. Then Sunday, Nikki Madria will be performing at the Foster's Club from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. They don't say what music or if it's comedy, but I guess you'll just find out since it's, you know, open to the public. Then in Fun Stuff Tuesday, there is a weekly Tech Tuesday event happening. It starts at 3.30 p.m. and ends at 5.30 p.m. It will be at the McCall Public Library. It is dedicated time for 3D printing, and there's some board games that they'll be playing while they're waiting for the printers to finish doing their stuff. Then Thursday, there is a trivia night from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. at the Salmon River Brewery. Friday, there is a chessmate group meeting, so chess and all that and everything, from 3.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at the McCall Public Library. In other events, Wednesday, there is a free educate introductory class to hand drumming from 7.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. at the McCall Public Library. The class is being taught by Rob... Dodge, you can text or call him at 208-315-4656. Then lastly, Saturday, there is a learning to curl clinic from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Manchester Ice and Event Center. It is $20 a person. The McCall Curling Club will be teaching the basics of how to play curling. For more information about any things I talked about, you can go to the McCall City website or check the links in the description below. Cascade, got a couple fun things here. Friday in Cascade, there is a swing dance class from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. It is free for all ages to attend. It will be happening at the Valley Club building. It will be on country and line dancing. If you have any questions, call Steve at 208-861-8486. And then lastly, Friday, there is a bingo game at the Senior Center this Friday from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. For more information about anything things talked about, go to the Cascade City website or check out the links in the description below. Lewiston, we got two city events here today. Monday, there is a city council meeting at 6 p.m. at the Lewiston City Library. And then also today, there is a Historic Preservation Commission meeting at 10 a.m. at the Bell Building. As for performances, next Monday, November 21st, there is a mystery movie play from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the Lewiston Library. They're going to be going over the Hitchcock series. And then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a movie viewing of Paths of Glory from 2 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at the Lewiston Library. 
And then Friday and Sunday of this week, there is a showing of Banshee Inertion. I, I'll spell that out. B-A-N-S-H-E-E-S uh, -E -E of I-N-I-S-H-E-R-I-N -I -I at the Kenworth Theater. Friday and Saturday, it starts at 6 p.m. And Saturday and Sunday, it starts at 4 p.m. Tickets are $7 a person and the show is rated R. In other events, Saturday, there is a crocheting class for beginners and experts from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. at the Lewiston Library. It's free for anyone that wants to come. And then Saturday and Sunday, there is a gun show in Lewiston from 9 to 6 p.m. Uh, Saturday and 9 to 3 on Sunday at the Nez Pierce County Fairgrounds. Admission is $10 a person. For more information about any things I talked about, go to the Lewiston City Library. I can speak Lewiston City website and check out the links in the description below. Moscow got a couple things here. Friday and Saturday there is a showing of the Banshee and Irishman. I will spell that B-A-N-S-H-E-E-S -E -E of I-N-I-S-H-E-R-I-N -E -E at the Kenworth Theater. Friday and Saturday, it starts at 6 p.m. And Saturday and Sunday, it starts at 4 p.m. Tickets are $7 a person and the show is rated R. As for in fun stuff, next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a pie event from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Lindsay Creek Vineyard, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y Creek Vineyard. They encourage people to bring at least one pie to share and RSVP. There will be drinks, dinner, prizes, and live music. Then moving on Saturday of this week, there is a comedy night from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. at 1516 West Pullman Road. The headliner is Brad Upton, which personally I've listened to him a couple times. You can find him I think it's like Dry Comedy Bar on YouTube. He is really, really funny in my opinion. I quite enjoy him, but you know, to each their own. Tickets are $20 a piece. Then also Saturday, there is line dancing from 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Moscow Elks Lodge. It is $5 a person to get in and they will be teaching. For more information on anything talked about, go to the Moscow City website or check the links in the description below. Quarter Lane, we got a couple city things here. Today, Monday, there is a CDA TV committee meeting at 8 a.m. at the City Hall. Then also today, there is a Park and Recreation Commission meeting at 5.30 p.m. at the Library Community Room. And then moving on to Tuesday, there is a City Council meeting at 6 p.m. at the Library Community Room. Then Wednesday, there is an Ignite CDA meeting at 4 p.m. at the Library Community Room. Moving to Friday, there is a Urban Forestry Committee meeting at 8 a.m. at the City Council Hall. Then next Monday, not this Monday, but next Monday, November 21st, there is a General Service slash Public Works Committee meeting at 12 p.m. at the Library Community Room. And then next Tuesday, November 22nd, the art commission is meeting or the art commission meeting is canceled. Sorry. I saw that the last bit. And as I was going, I was like, Oh, look, this is an event. And then I didn't notice the cancel at the end, but yeah, the art commission meeting that usually that would have been happening this next Tuesday, November 22nd is canceled. Moving into fun stuff. Uh, Saturday, the Santa sneak peek week cruise starts from 5 30 PM to 8 10 PM at 115 South second street. This goes for several days and prices vary, so check the information below. In other events, Saturday, there is a self-defense carry course for women only from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Hampton Inn, 1500 Riverstone Drive. Riverstone is all one word. It is $25 a person. 
And then lastly, Saturday, there is an annual holiday bazaar from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at 4800 North Ramsey Road. Um, I'll spell that out. North R-A-M-E-R-A-M-S-E-Y Road. For more information about anything that's talked about, go to the Quarter Lane City website or check the links in the description below. Post Falls, we got two city things here. There is a city council workshop meeting. The workshop is from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. and the meeting is from 6 p.m. or at 6 p.m. They didn't give a den time. Both are at the Post Falls City Hall. And then next Tuesday, November 22nd, there is a parks and recreation meeting from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at City Hall. For more information about anything talked about, go to the Post Falls City website or check the links in the description below. story we have here is a top golf tease opening up soon this comes by the boise dev by don day so for many of you in the valley you know what i'm talking about the whole kind of golf course next to the freeway but for those of you that aren't and are in different parts of the sp- uh, state here in treasure valley right next to the freeway there's been a new golf place going in called top golf but it isn't like a normal golf it takes golf and makes it like bowling you have like your own booth and it faces out into a range kind of like when you know you do uh, bowling you can have your own lane or spot whatever to share even this is even a little bit nicer they have kind of a dedicated uh, slot for you it's an interesting idea when you travel in the country you see a lot of them but here in Idaho we're getting our first it has 60 bays available for people and the yard is about 205 yards long now the exact date is unknown but the manager says they're getting really close to being done and as for someone that kind of drives past it on a regular basis it is looking gosh darn close I'm looking forward to it and intend on going. A few interesting things I wanted to point out from the article is one, they said they were going to be done late October. They didn't say it in this article, but I remember previously reading about this earlier in the year before I started the podcast. Um, that They were aiming to be done roughly in later October. Um, and for a moment there, I actually thought they'd get it done because I know some places don't seem to get done on schedule, but I was like, maybe, maybe they'll get it done on time. But no, it sounds like it's probably going to be later this month or maybe ready for the Christmas season. And then the second thing I wanted to talk about is that when Topgolf announced that they were coming, I remember this, and the article does point this out, they said on their social media when they posted that they were coming and everything, that if their video, promotional video or whatever, got like five, I think it's 50,000 likes, that they would make the turf for the whole venue blue in kind of like a homage to the blue turf at the Boise State Stadium. That video got over 100,000 likes, so way over that threshold. But I can attest to this, as they've been laying the turf and looking out there, it is definitely green and not blue. Kind of sad and kind of frustrating, you know, they make that offer a promise and then not actually follow through on it. But on the flip side, it makes sense because I think Boise State, according to the article they stated it, um, that Boise State has basically licensed the idea of having that blue field and that signature look. And so uh, Topgolf would need to make a special deal. And I guess, you know, Boise State didn't want to reach out to them or hadn't heard about that or different stuff. So 
and then Top Golf didn't reach out or whatever, and they didn't want to broker that deal. So sadly, we won't have that. But still, really cool thing to go see. I highly recommend it. I intend on going because the idea sounds really, really fun, especially when you have some of the better or colder times of year when you might not want to be golfing. You could do this, and it's a bit warmer. Moving on to the next story. This one, surprisingly, is a little I knew a little bit about that was going on. IDOC is having staffing shortages. So it appears the Idaho, or actually, let me back up before I get into my script here. This comes from KTVB7. Um, by the staff there, they don't say specifically who did it there over at KTVB, but thank you for uh, sharing this article and doing the research you need to do to share this. All right, moving on with the rest of it. So it appears that the Idaho Department of Correction is feeling the pinch as well when it comes to the worker shortage, that they're not immune from it. They recently sent out an email to families of inmates stating, quote, all potential visitors must submit an application and pass a background check before they are approved to visit. And... Additionally, staff shortages have impacted the number of staffs we have available to process applications and conduct background checks. We continue to train additional staff and hope to have this remedied in the near future. But as the article goes on to say, some people have reported that they haven't got approved for a visitor pass and they have put in requests as far back as May of this year and still don't have one right now. The article goes on to talk about some of the conditions there in the prison. If you want to go look at that, you can. I didn't want to try to dip too far in any controversy there and stuff because it is coming from people that have an invested interest with inmates that are there rather than um, it actually going through like a formal court and complaint stuff or whatever. But there are some complaints about the conditions as well due to the lack of staff. If I remember correctly, off the top of my head, the article stated that they are operating at 70, 60, I think 80 or somewhere in there staff capacity. So they're about 30, 30, 30, 40, 30, 20 uh, percent uh, under the amount of staff that they need to be operating at uh, a reasonable efficiency. So I thought there was something interesting to share. I knew a guy for a bit, a friend of mine, I think a year or two ago that worked for the prison system. He was, they just, it was, he was he was ragged after it because they were so short staffed. But then again, that was closer to the height of some of the pandemic stuff. So that was kind of expected. Here's a winner one winner on the slopes. So this comes out of Sandpoint, sadly not for bogus or some resorts closer to the Valley for all those that are, dying to go uh, skiing and snowboarding but the Schweizer Resort is going to be opening up earlier than expected according to officials because with more than three extra feet of snow already on the mountain they uh, quote they will be able to open up uh, that they will be able to open up a bonus weekend for stuff up there from November 19th to 20th which is great for anyone that wants to go skiing quote from the officials there since mother nature got a jump start in the winter here in the inland northwest we figured it's all right to open up the mountains early so for anybody around there in sandpoint that loves to do skiing and snowboarding probably a wonderful thing to hear with the amount of snow but for someone who lives down here in the valley my goodness three feet of snow i i uh, have I seen three feet of snow? Maybe I have. I've been up ice fishing a couple times in the winter in McCall. Maybe it gets three feet, but three feet, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's waist high. That's some pretty deep snow. That would be cool to see and cool to see people going on, but that, that that's plenty of snow probably for skiing and stuff. Then again, I don't know. I don't do skiing, but we'll move on to the next story here. Land swap being considered for the Meta Center. This comes by the Boise Dev by Margaret Kermel. So some of you might remember or not, but CUNA made a big deal in uh, the past couple of months or year. I can't remember how long, but they did make a deal. I remember in the past with Meta to have them put one of their data centers there in CUNA. And they gave them, you know, CUNA gave Meta some excellent kind of uh, incentives and price uh, tax 
cuts or whatever else to have that happen. So bear with me here. I have to say, this is probably the most um, technically complex story and I still don't even quite understand. So I'm going to quote the article as best I can and state what they stated. And if it doesn't make sense, then go check out the article. And if it doesn't make sense from there, then reach out to people. But suffice to say, a lawyer from an LLC that represents Meta met with the Ada County Commissioner. The lawyer proposed a quote from the Boise... Or, the lawyer proposed, quote, here's a quote directly from the uh, Boise Dev article, quote, they asked for the commissioner to give their input on a proposal to swap 125 acres in of timberland in Shoshone County. Brisby, B-R-I-S-B-I-E, LLC is poised to purchase for the mineral rights underneath the 205-acre parcel set for the data center. From what I can read here in the article, this won't change the data center being in CUNA, but it has something to do with mineral rights, but you can check it out for yourself. It seems that the Ada County Commission is favoring or open to this idea or whatever trade this is from the article. They seem to be very open of it and it seems to be a beneficial trade for all parties, but I'm not, I'm here, I'm not quite sure. There's some trading going on and it's about different stuff. And I know the Shoshone County is up north and not in CUNA. So I don't know quite how this works, if they're going to still be in CUNA, but then they're swapping and then they're going to be up north and stuff. But suffice it to say, there's some stuff happening on with the meta deal there in CUNA. Now, here's one I do understand. Boise State is lighting up another field. This comes from the Boise Dev by Donde. So Boise State has gotten approval from the Planning and Zoning Commission to add lighting to the women's soccer field at Boris Complex. There seems to be some concern that the lighting would be too much for neighbors and neighboring houses around it because it's kind of a little bit in a residential area. But after no one showed up for the uh, testimony to raise concerns and stuff that the Planning and Zoning Commission had on November 7th, they decided to approve the additional lights since no one had any issues and everyone they sent out stuff apparently. The lights are going to be LEDs and they're going to be placed about 70 feet on tall poles. The reason for this height is so that they can aim down on the field and hopefully cut down on the amount of light that hits the surrounding other areas rather than them being at an angle and then you have this light kind of bouncing and going off into people's homes. So hopefully having it up high and aiming it down will work. But just an added quality of life. They'll be able to play later. They'll be able to have more flexibility with their schedules and stuff. But it is kind of funny that that was something that occurred that no one showed up. And so the planning and zoning commission is just like, well, there's no objections. There's no way for us to know no one likes this. So cool. We don't have any issue with it. And they went ahead. Um, but yeah, that would be very nice for the soccer team there. Boise State Stadium expansion. This comes by the Boise Dev by Donde. Another Boise State story here. I thought I would uh, group them together, but it looks like they are on the first steps of starting a large-scale expansion to the stadium, especially aimed at the north end. Granted, no info is very limited right now. The Boise Dev has stated they had made several public records requests about the project, but Boise State has blocked and stopped any records from coming out to the public. With that said, we do know that the school has approved $2.5 million for design build services and the project could cost between 32 to 40 million. There are some rumors around different designs, but nothing set, but it is known that the construction project will happen whenever they do decide, will take up about two, will be going on during two game seasons. So they'll kind of have to dance around the construction a little bit while that's going on, whenever they do end up deciding. Next one here is a little less formal. New pizza chain opens up in Meridian. This comes by the Boise Dev by Gretchen Parsons. 
These are some of my favorite stories about new businesses coming into the Valley and stuff. This is an Idaho-based chain, actually, but it's just not been able to open a location here in the Valley till now. The name of it is Papa Kelsey's, K-E-L-S-E-Y-S, and they serve hot subs, French dip, salad, steak, and a variety of pizzas, and include a cauliflower crust option for those trying to avoid gluten with their pizzas and stuff. They opened their first store up in Twin Falls in 1984, but now they have 10 locations around the state. The one that they have opened up down in Meridian will be open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, so they will be closed Sunday. Yeah, really interesting to see. I'm kind of tempted to drop by at some point and try it out. It seems like a really nice place to see. Um, I think they're on Linder, is, if I remember correctly from the article. If you're interested, you can jump back in there and find the address, or you could probably just search it up on Google Maps. But it seems like a very interesting place to try. I can't recommend it yet because I haven't had it, but you know, maybe uh, send me an email if you do go and let me know what you think of it. Next story here, short one, but worth sharing. Star News Company has been bought out from a company out of state. This comes by the Boise Dev by Otter, Autumn Robertsons. The Star News Company that is in McCall is under new ownership. They have been bought out by a New Jersey, I can speak, New Jersey-based media company called Cherry Road Media. They own about 79 newspapers across 14 states. Not much else is known. There is a statement that the Cherry Road Media Company gave, but you can probably already guess what that sounds like. Just something interesting to keep your eye on and be aware of for those up in McCall. I don't actually use them for the research for this, so I didn't kind of know about that. I mean, as you can tell as I'm reading through this, a lot of the articles come from the Boise Dev um, for this uh, podcast, but um, that is interesting to see. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I mean, if it means it gives them more resources and more manpower, great, and you know they won't uh, be violating the original mission for what the newspaper was made for, then I think it's great. But if it's going to go against what they are trying to achieve there with that newspaper, I think it would be an issue. And the last story here, a little bit of a fun one to finish it out. Time Zones. This comes by the Boise Dev by Anna Daly. Um, as we all know, Time Zone just happened. It's not the hardest one. I know um, the summer-spring one is uh, always a pain. The fall one's not quite as bad. Um, but moving into the article here, Idaho is one of 13 states that has split time zones, two different time zones. If you didn't already know that, you know, up north we have a different one. Idaho is split between mountain and Pacific time, but only 25% of Idaho actually runs off the Pacific time. Interestingly enough, which I kind of sort of knew about this, but I didn't, so the article was interesting on this. In 2020, several bills were introduced to make a one-time zone for Idaho and or to legalize daylight savings as a year-round clock that we would not change and we'd have a set time, which I think is amazing and we should do. With that said, these bills have not passed yet, but still interesting all the same. It wasn't anything super informative, but I thought it was an interesting thing to go along with the daylight savings and to give a little bit more perspective about, you know, Idaho and the different things that go on here. I do know, I can't remember the name of the bridge, but there is a bridge you can look it up when you're going up north towards Lewiston and Moscow that you cross over. And that bridge is the defining point where the you change over in from mountain time to Pacific time. It's kind of interesting because you could like walk across it and be like, boom, I'm in one time zone. Walk to the other side of it and boom, I'm in the other one. It's kind of like that kind of four corners type of situation. But that's all the stories I have for today. Hopefully you enjoyed them.
If I missed something, got something wrong, or you have some advice for the show, send me an email at localyokelidaho2022 at gmail.com. For right now, this is just a one-man show, so I can't afford to cover everything, but I hope I covered as many things as possible. Thank you for your help and support. That's all for now. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and Godspeed.